await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and usually my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube at bad big games and if you like what you hear please drop us a five-star review on itunes or drop us a buck on patreon.com slash if you really really like us so with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is and whoever will be isn't here kyle <laughs> is uh is under the weather it's not what you think so, rest assured, but please, at the same exact time, send him your well wishes. He really, really wanted to be on this show. Again, the PlayStation 5 spec deep dive, we're not even going to call it a reveal, happened. He wanted to be here, but instead, filling his spot, the great one, Benji Sales. How are you, Benji? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for the warm welcome. I'm excited to be on the show. I, I couldn't have come on at basically a better time, I feel like. Yeah, it's. I almost feel like all we got to do is show up and it's going to be a great show. <laughs> yeah. So for those yeah, of we you, got a lot to work with. Oh, so much. So for those <laughs> of you who don't know who Benji is, Benji, please t- tell people what you do, what your channel is. Yeah. Um, so I'm Benji Sales. I really talk a lot about the business and sales side of the video game industry. You know, that's kind of like my focus. I do it on Twitter. You know, that's like really where I do it the most, but I'm also on YouTube, uh, just Benji Sales on YouTube as well. Um, I, I kind of consider myself a quote, quote, you know, independent analyst. I don't work for any major company in terms of specifically doing that. Um, it's really just been kind of a lifelong passion of this mm-hmm. that uh that has kind of moved in that direction to that's where it's crazy. become a little bit more serious so that's crazy so yeah. do you do this like i didn't know that because i come to you and i come to matt piscatella on twitter mm. for pretty yeah. much all the analytical side of, of video games is this like a job like like how matt is at npd or is this like a hobby or independent like what, what are you doing there So it's kind of evolved. So whenever I very first started doing it, you know, like early on when I very first started years and years and years back, it really was just kind of on forums doing it. Mm. And uh, then I got into the actual retail side of the industry, specifically in gaming. Um, and, And I worked there for a decade, you know, doing that. And there, yeah, I did a lot of analysis on business and things like that. I don't currently specifically do that, but I kind of moved over into Twitter and started taking it more serious, like as a uh, as a uh, real project trying to evolve it. And uh, really in the past year is really when it's become a a much more serious thing to where actually, yeah, even, you know, actual publishers and and the like have reached out to me for my opinions on things. So, yeah, definitely moving in that direction. That's sure. That's fantastic. Yeah. And your your Twitter is pretty young, if if I'm not mistaken. Like, I feel like. It, it it blew up a year ago. Like you, you were doing this yep. maybe like a year and a half ago and then bam, like yep. it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't even been two years yet uh, wow. since I joined Twitter. It was uh September this coming September. It'll be two years since Dang. I made it. Well, dude, thank you again <laughs> so much. Cause I, as I was pitching this to you, um, of you being on the show that you are not to here to stroke your ego, but here it is. You're a huge <laughs> inspiration for me and what, I do, and I look to, towards you and your analytical input um, into how I see video games, and it shapes how uh, my views are. So I want to thank you again for coming on the show because we have a lot of stuff we're breaking <laughs> down, and usually part of the show we talk about what you've been playing, but the whole state of the world is a bit uh, <laughs> a shit show. So, Benji, I want to I know how you've been preoccupying yourself your time are you usually a work from home type of guy how have you been adapting to the social distancing Mm. yeah no i uh i actually still go to work every day uh i'm not not working from home yet uh still going in every day um the the main thing i'm doing with social distancing is just basically if i'm not at work i'm not you know out where i'm at you know it hasn't gone to full lockdown yet it's kind of moving that direction but it's not quite there Mm -hmm. um but i'm just making sure that me myself i basically practice like i'm in lockdown unless i'm at work you know i'm just at home hanging out playing games 
uh, and reading the internet mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be a very awful thing. <laughs> yeah, it can backfire. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for me, uh, how I've been kind of dealing with it, I've um, I'm immediately once uh, things were starting to get hairy, luckily I work for, um, I intern at a, a medium-sized PR company and they're very forward-thinking and they're just like, all the interns... Mm. Don't come in. And then uh, after like a few days ago, they're like, no one come in. Everybody work from home. Wash mm. your damn hands. <laughs> so right. that's that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been just hunkering down. I got a not elderly uh, parent, but he's getting up there. So I need to I shaved my beard mm. and it's just cold all the time. Because apparently <laughs> I'm beards, sure beards are germ factories and i'm just like oh god it's the worst but i've been i've been preoccupying myself i've been on so many podcasts over the past few days i i would love to name all of them but i would feel bad if i miss one because it's uh, literally been every single day since uh mm-hmm. since i got in quarantine i hope we can say that one on youtube but other than that played a lot and i feel like the whole world has call of Duty. yeah yeah a ton of plunder <laughs> I finally yeah. <laughs> got my first win in it. I feel I feel invigorated. Yeah, that is awesome. Now let's take this energy, Benji, <laughs> and let's start destroying it. Because today, <laughs> today we got a huge info drop about the PlayStation 5. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the specs, break it down step by step. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII's very almost delayed we don't even know, release. We're going to talk about the effect the Down With The Sickness has <laughs> on the gaming industry as a whole, including GameStop. And we're going to talk about rumors like the Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill buyouts that probably, let's be honest, won't happen. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. again, big shout out to our patrons, our gold patron himself, Robbie Bobby Miller, and our Silver Plus members, Ray Martinez, JB, the Purple Monkey himself. Thank you, you guys. Uh, you really make this show happen, uh, especially now in these times where money is insanely tight, your generosity is even more uh, just thank you, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, I, we're, I'm not... No bullshit, very much relying on it. So your support means a lot. If we've gotten you through a hard work day, uh, if you you know you drive home for work or now you know you're driving just to remember the times you used to drive to work. Um, really, if we got you through something, it'd mean a lot. Patreon.com slash bad bit. Uh, with that said, a little Patreon update. We're doing something called the bad bit stimulus package. Everything that we have done on Patreon, including this month, because things have gotten a little crazy, is completely free for everyone. Uh, we get it. It's bored. You're, it's boring. You're secluded. How about enjoy a podcast where me and Kyle argue about who makes the best romances <laughs> in video games or the best PlayStation 5 launch titles or us breaking down Death Stranding or my favorite one so far, our Uncharted Lost Legacy coverage that I think was fantastic because it's so good. But... That's our Patreon pitch. Now it's time to square up the news. Here's the deal, gang. Kyle's not here. You guys and gals know when I read things, I tend to butcher it. (laughs) But so bear with me, please, for the love of God. Uh, Before we talk about the spec breakdown, Benji, I want to know where you were at walking into this not even reveal event, Mm. this deep dive. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I kind of expected it to be a little dry. Mm-hmm. I think it was even drier than I expected. Um, I thought we might see, you know, before we go into the specs and stuff, just the, sh- the presentation, I thought we might see maybe like a tech demo or something. I wasn't really expecting like a ton of like new game reveals, yeah. but I was hoping maybe we would see you know, a couple like really strong tech demos to kind of show some of the stuff behind it, but there wasn't even really that it was, it was just a really, you know, deep, like you said, a deep dive into the, the actual hardware itself. Um, and I think that's being, at least from what I'm seeing online, it seems to be met with very mixed reactions I from really, people. I, I think mixed is, I think it's just negative. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe that's the way I've been seeing it, but it's just like, Man, um, you know, I know, first let's start talking about how they presented this. You know, yesterday, as of recording today, they're like, we're going to drop the specs 
of the PlayStation 5. We're going to do the road to PlayStation 5. It starts here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was supposed to be a GDC event where they were just talking to devs. Mm-hmm. And because of down with the sickness, we uh, they couldn't make it. So they dropped out of GDC. They set up this weird package instead, and they streamed it for some reason. And I mm. say for some reason because in if you miss the first literal 30 seconds of this show, um, Jim Ryan gets out on stage in front of, I guess, is a fake audience. <laughs> that was really awkward, right? The way it started. Yeah. It, was that a fake audience? Because that gave me like mystery <laughs> science theater vibes. Yeah, I think it was fake. I'm not sure. But like really, as soon as it kicked off, like like you said, with Jim Ryan being up there and then like quickly stepping off and is this audience real or not it was definitely strange we saw one guy wiggle around and kyle's like wait wait wait, no i think it's live but the way it's shot is like well they would still have some type of light hitting them i think it was yeah it it was was weird bewildering but like he jim ryan gets out and he looks sick like i'm not even straight up like look well he did it he looked disheveled he looked like he just woke up five minutes ago and he's just like uh oh god um hey uh, this is supposed to be at GDC because of recent events. Uh, we're going to have Mark Cerny get out here on stage and talk for about 54 minutes. All right, bye. And that that was the first mistake. <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, this was what I was expecting. Uh, just a, a, you know, I, I, I said it on, um, I think, last week's show. I've been saying it on a lot of shows. Um, they become blur. That I was taking this as a... Hey, they're just going to get into a stage kind of like how an Apple event happens where it's just you're at the mother base and it's just Mm -hmm. the employees there. And that's Mm -hmm. what kind of what it was. But I feel like if you jumped in after the first 30 seconds, you didn't know what Jim Ryan said, that this Mm. was supposed to be meant for developers, that this was for GDC. And you were then just in this lecture. Yeah. For 54 I wish seconds, minutes. <laughs> and, you know, we were, me and Kyle during the show, we were just, we were lost in it. Because, like, mm, yeah. you know, we quickly realized this is not for us. This is mm. really wasn't meant for, uh, uh, I guess, not, not, it wasn't meant for consumers, you know? Yeah, I agree. It yep. was meant for, like, like analysts like yourself or, like, developers around the world. And I feel like their their fatal flaw here was the fact that they didn't address that clear enough. Mm. Uh, What was your other takeaway from this weird thing? (laughs) Yeah, kind of to piggyback actually exactly (laughs) off what you were saying there at the end. I think think the real critical error here was that this was the first video presentation we've had of the PlayStation. I think... I think had you had a more consumer focused one first, like you said, kind of where they showed some games where, where they gave you a real taste of what, you know, as a fan, if you're someone who wants a PlayStation five, like what's going to get you excited if they showed that horizon or something. And then they did this after, you know, I don't think there'd be really any negativity because people would be like, Hey, you know, we've already seen what we want to know. Now we're, you know, getting the deep dive for the devs. I think that was the real mistake was lead with this. And that's what like, that's, that's what happened with the PlayStation 4. In February, they had a reveal of like, this is what, you know, the next kill zone looks like. Look, mm-hmm. we got Bungie out here. They're talking about how they helped, you know, visualize the controller or whatever. And then mm-hmm. and then a few months down the, the, the way, you had Mark Cerny break down the specs of this console. And so people understood, oh, we saw what, what you mean by this. And now you're breaking it down even more. It seems mm-hmm. like It seems like they gave us a Lego set, but they only gave us the manual. Mm. And like yep. you, you, it, it looks cool, I guess, from this thing that I can't see what the bricks truly are, but I I hear great things, <laughs> and it right. was it was hearing not showing, and that's um that's uh that's not my original thought. That was uh, a buddy Chris that I was on a previous previous podcast with. He's like they 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 told us that things were gonna be cool. They didn't show us it. It's like, yeah. hey, it's like the latest Mustang is gonna go 200 miles an hour, and they're just like, oh, cool. So where's the Mustang? Not at the <laughs> show floor. <laughs> like, so yeah. we're just gonna take your word for it. Absolutely, you are. Do you yeah. think at the end of the day, this is a uh, this hurt them? Not even financially, but like, did this 
paint or start to paint a narrative that maybe Sony is out of touch again. Like this is PS3 Sony all over again. Mm -hmm. I think it was definitely a marketing misfire. Mm -hmm. I definitely do believe that. Um, I don't necessarily think, you know, because we still have so much time till the PS5 gets here. You know, it won't be till the end of the year. I think there's still a lot of time they can kind of fix the messaging. But I will say at least for the early portion of this, like, you know, build up to the console, I do think it was a misfire. I, I just don't think this is the way you should lead it. I think it should have come after, you know, an actual, hey, for PlayStation fans, here's a few games to really get you excited. Yeah. I, I think it was a mistake leading with this. Show us Bloodborne 2 because it's been 1,819 <laughs> days since the original. Like, give us something here. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. And after we saw Microsoft the day before, just like... W- like, first off, embrace how weird the console is. Like, they literally mm. put the console, like, <laughs> up against a refrigerator. That was hilarious. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. PR guy loved it. Like, all their mm. social media was on point. And this one, it, it felt like it felt like the social media was not in tandem. The, the team was not in tandem with what Mark Cerny was out to do. Where, mm. like, you know, the social media team or whoever was leading that, the 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 marketing on this was just like or PR rather was just like yeah this is this is gonna be huge you guys and really they should have like I would have preferred this and I think it would have been a lot better if this was another PlayStation blog thing yes because if you're yeah. not gonna show us anything then no there's no point of having Mark Cerny going hello everyone hi I'm here mm-hmm. for your ears like <laughs> you know like, right. that was <laughs> I'm here to collect them. <laughs> Uh, you know like it's yeah, that, that was, part was a little weird too. that was the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life they have my ears in your ears and I'm like, Whoa, yeah, t- talking about scanning people's heads yeah. and stuff it was a little strange i literally i literally because i had to i had to help my my, my brother and stuff so i came back because god it was awful and and like i literally came back when he's like and we collected ears. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, Mark, what do you, what do you, I mean, we all had this feeling, but Mark, whoa. Um, so like, yeah, it was just, it was just weird. And I feel like if you're not going to show us anything, just put it in a, a pad, put it on paper, shoot it out there in a PlayStation blog. Because the thing is, Eurogamer and what we're about to read you, um, it's, it's actually got me excited. I actually know way more about this console because Mark Cerny wasn't talking about a hard drive for 20 minutes. Yeah, they spent too long on the SSD, I think. I, I know it's like, uh, I know that's like really one of the breakthrough things they see on the PlayStation 5 that thinks going to make a really big difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that very well could be true. But I do think too much time was spent on that. It was like a very long portion of the show was mm-hmm. just talking about the SSD. And the thing is, and I, I know we're not an Xbox show, but again, they're, give props where props is due they showed us what their their hard drive can do in 10 seconds or 15 seconds like mm, yeah. they, they showed us in a minute why you know the only thing we have is the shaky cam of spider-man mm-hmm. why not just show us the spidey spider-man you know loading uh loading time from a year ago i would have been fine with that we didn't even see that yeah yeah, I thought there would be like a few things like that sprinkled in there i was shocked they didn't do any of that yeah. stuff so again i'm i'm not here to I'm concerned. I think mm. this could be very well a warning sign for things to come, but at the same exact time, and maybe you want to uh, throw some input at, in there as well. I think PlayStation already heard the messaging loud and clear that this was uh big fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think so. Uh, it, Twitter and, and other places, Reddit and stuff, you're seeing a lot of very vocal people that were upset uh, with this show. Uh, I think, you know, I don't know when they're going to do the actual game showcase, but I think Sony realized after after today's reaction that definitely the next the next showing of PlayStation Five needs to be very very strong. Do you also think it needs to be very very soon to kind of fix the the messaging here, or do you think they have time? They got the last of us too. They should still show off. Like, hmm. I think it should personally. If it, just just my opinion on this, you know, I, I think it should be soon. I would say within. A month or so, I would so say I'm by the end do. of April. Yeah, yeah, they should probably do it. If they wait longer than that, I, I think it could be a problem because I have a feeling Xbox is not going to stay quiet. Yeah. You know, they see, yeah. they seem to be very, very vocal. Yeah. Um, so I think Sony does need to, to show some games quick. Yeah, and I do think when it comes to the Xbox, the only 
the only question, because before we read you the spec spoiler alert, the Series X is more powerful. Um, I think the only the only wild card here is the Lockhart and mm. what that is specced at um, mm-hmm. and how much that that thing's going to cost. Because as we know, the PlayStation 5 is around 450 How much is the Series X to yeah. produce? Um, that's a real question because the it is it's an impressive box, but mm-hmm. we're we'll, again let's let's break down. Are you a spec guy at a, uh, by any means or no? Yeah, I'm not like a uh, like an ultra, yeah. you know, super, but I would say I'm yeah, I'm definitely got a, a good interest in it. Cool, good, because I am kind of a little bit like I'm an adept. Like I can understand <laughs> some some concepts, but uh-huh. it gets lost on me. So guys, gang, I'm not a professional here. I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> so the CPU, let's break this down. It's x86, a 64 uh, AMD Ryzen Zen 2 processor. It's an 8-core uh, chip with 16 threads. Variable uh, frequency up to 3.5 gigahertz. Okay, mm. so far, it seems a little bit weaker than the Xbox Series X. That's what I was thinking, because the Series mm. X chip is bigger. So it means you can have more real estate to put more transistors on. Totally makes mm-hmm. sense, but it's not a big dip. I think it's like 3.5 against, uh, let me just get I think, here. I think 3.8 for 3. the 8. Xbox, I think. Yeah. I think. So it's not a huge, it's it's not bad. Uh, yeah. GPU, AMD Radeon RDNA 2. Uh, mm. I put an asterisk there because a lot of people were saying it's a 1.5. It is, in fact, a Radeon uh, 2. So, mm-hmm. again... Cool beans. I don't know what that is, and I'm not going to pretend I do. <laughs> do you know any of that? It's basically just the next generation of AMD GPUs. Basically, it just means you know the next set of of AMD tech that's not even out yet. This cool. is the stuff that's going to be coming out you know later this year. Awesome. So it's, so it's got a it's got ahead of the PC crowd. I'm on board with that. Ray tracing. We already know what that is. It's how light reflects off surfaces and also sound. I believe, um, mm-hmm. and up to. 10.3 teraflops. Okay. So the one thing Mark Sweeney was trying to say here about teraflops was it's not the whole kit and caboodle. It's also about speed. And that is mm. something that we get into the system memory. System memory is uh, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 and then a 44 gigabyte bandwidth. Don't know what any of that is. Yeah. <laughs> being real but it's the speed in which i think the the ram reads and it's a lot mm. uh, it's a it's a faster read than uh than the xbox uh series x just take that as you will the ssd and this is where we get very interesting choice i believe mm. they re- said that they reserved 125 gigs for the system itself i think i, th- I think it would make sense because otherwise the system like the actual storage is a weird number yeah <laughs> So the yeah, because the onboard memory is also helping the games run smoother and load faster. So the storage itself is going to be 825 gigs of storage. And correct me if I'm wrong, because it's a solid state drive, you don't have to uh, copy certain things over and over again. Most games, they're so big in size because they have to because it's a moving part they have to make sure mm-hmm. something uh the wheel catches onto the data and bam now that it's a solid state drive everything's copied once so your file should be relatively smaller how much smaller we don't know they didn't say uh mm-hmm. and then the, the 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 read bandwidth on this ssd is extremely fast 5.5 mm, yes. gigabytes download in in a second that's mm-hmm. nuts so yeah. they really wanted to make sure that you're aware that you do not have to load. Mm-hmm. That was their big selling point is, you know, all these 98 gigabytes download for <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone. That's going to be literally seconds. Yeah, should everything should load, like you said, within seconds. You shouldn't be having with, with a speed that fast. You shouldn't be having to wait to load really much time at all. Yeah. And to note. The PlayStation 5 can use older uh, external hard drives for PlayStation 4 games. And they say, please, download your PlayStation 4 games onto these external drives so that Mm. it saves up this expensive hard drive uh, space on the console itself. Uh, And it won't use a proprietary port for their SSD storage, unlike the Xbox uh, Series X. Now, there are a few caveats. 
Um, mm. you, the the memory is on the board itself, from what I'm aware of. So mm-hmm. you probably have to open up your console like you have to have done on your PlayStation's uh, in prior. But that also means that once you put it onto your system, because you're putting it onto the board itself, it's going to be lightning fast. And again, because it's not proprietary like Xbox, you can shop around the open marketplace and they encourage that. That's something mm-hmm. you can't do on Xbox, which is a huge, awesome thing for uh, for playstation owners and to quote sony here the playstation 5's ultra high speed ssd integrated custom io system were developed with the goal of removing barriers to play specifically loading screens developers are able to stream assets into the playstation 5 games at an incredible fast rate so playstation 5 Play experiences can be seamless and dynamic with near instantaneous fast travel through large game worlds. This enhanced speed will enable game developers to create larger, richer worlds without traditional limitations such as load times and also allows gamers to spend time gaming rather than waiting. So that is PlayStation's sell right here. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you know, you don't have to in, in in Uncharted crawl through you know that tight space and that's just a trick for a loading <laughs> screen. There's going to be none of that. You're going to explore seamlessly. Spider Man's going to ha- be going even faster throughout the city because the way it's 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 loading the world is from what you can see. Yep. And being able to do that with this system, that's pretty impressive, right? Yes. Yeah. This is definitely out of all the specs. For the PlayStation 5, definitely the biggest, I would say, quote, quote, win uh, or, or the most impressive part would be that SSD speed. I think it's over twice the speed of the Xbox Series X, yep. which is really impressive because, you know, the Xbox Series X has an SSD as well. It's just not near as fast. So um, w- with the other parts of the PlayStation being a bit weaker than the Xbox, uh, definitely this is the thing that kind of sets it apart and makes it different. Um, so I'm definitely very interested to see like what kind of impact that can have on games and, and, you know, how that will, you know, counterbalance with what Xbox is doing. That's, that's the most interesting thing here for me. I'll, I'll finish this all up here as well. Uh, Blu-ray, of course, ultra high, high def. I mean, it's Blu-ray, of course they invented the technology. (laughs) You think it'd be in the pro, but it's not, uh, 4k 20, uh, 120 Hertz, uh, and 8k TV support. Uh, uh, now for me, seeing how teraflops, they directly impact resolution. Um, mm. I can see the PlayStation five and the biggest, you know, difference between the PlayStation five and series X is probably going to be checkerboarded AK versus probably true AK, but that's just a guess yeah. right now. Yeah. I would say probably resolution is definitely going to be the biggest difference because they are close enough. You know, there is a gap. The Xbox is definitely more powerful, but it's not like crazy to where like the xbox is twice as powerful you know or something crazy like that so it reminds me that like it's more like the uh playstation 4 pro and the the x again where Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like the again it's total guesstimate throwing a throwing a dart at a board and i'm closing my eyes here but like it seems like it's gonna be around like 20 percent faster just given the size of that chip given the the terra flaps and all that jazz. <laughs> um it seems like it's going to be that and then the 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 next thing is like 3d audio this is mm. something that's a weird sell because y- we can't experience it but yes. the cool thing here is it's not just headphones it's also through the tv itself mm-hmm. so uh i we got brief uh 3d support with the uh psvr it's incredible I mm-hmm. I love it. I think this is a huge win uh, sound-wise. I'm always using headsets. That's how right, I get yeah. I don't know Same. about you. Were you yep. excited about the audio at all? Definitely. I think it's really cool. It, it Like you said, it got a little weird when they were talking about ear scanning and stuff. But the actual tech, like the actual idea of it, yeah, I, I love it. Because like, like you said, I use headphones almost exclusively when I game. Yeah. And now here's the weird one. Backwards compatibility. So PlayStation needs to clarify this. We don't know for sure. Uh, I believe Wario 64 came out and said it is fully backwards compatible, but boost mode is only in a hundred games so far. 
Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yes. Um, it, like you said, I, I think Sony needs to clarify a little bit just because I'm seeing like different things on. I think there is some confusion going on. Yeah. So I'd like to see an official statement from them. But yeah, that's the vibe I get too. It's like it, in just regular back compat mode, basically they should all work. But the quote, quote boost, you know, that might make games, you know, maybe load faster or stuff that can use the PlayStation 5. You know, it might be just about 100 games right now. Yeah. I think. I think that's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they said almost 100. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, and as a PR guy, I was like, who who, who the fuck registered? <laughs> who the fuck did that? Why? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you not give a clear number? Yeah. Who? Who gave the okay for it? First off, this whole entire speech. But well, maybe they fell asleep. Maybe halfway through, they're like, mm. like Mark, Mark Sandy's there. They're like, I'm here to take your ears. But like, yeah, it's it. Why? That was that was the biggest like, uh oh. And then you yeah. saw it right afterwards of like people putting up like almost 100 games are backwards compatible even then like there is for me if xbox can do it make their games look extremely beautiful there's no reason why for me like at seeing one company do it and this is just me being a bratty consumer but like there's no reason why playstation couldn't boost these games at least how i'm seeing it it just no, kind of yeah. depresses me a bit I think I think you're spot on there. I'm very curious what's going on there because like you said, not to bring up Xbox a ton, but they can, you know, they're back compat all the way to the original Xbox. Yeah. And uh, all the 360 and the Xbox One games basically are going to work on Series X. So I, I am curious what's going on there like in the actual technology that's kind of preventing Sony from doing some of this. Yeah. And I think that's the strength where Xbox is really leaning into, especially this generation where they finally realize that they're a software company and that they can mm. make terrific software. And they yeah. can integrate it into their hardware. And, you know, seeing seeing games are like, oh, your resolution's gonna be upped and it's just gonna be machine learned. Like mm, your, yeah. your your Xbox three sixty game's going to have ray tracing in it, machine learned. Like that's yeah, and incredible. HDR and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. And like if you're into like older games or, or, mm-hmm. or at least revisiting them, that's mm-hmm. an awesome way of preserving your games. And to see mm-hmm. PlayStation not do that. I, that was a huge letdown for me. I think that was like yeah. the biggest one out of all of them. I think that surprised a lot of people because I think a lot of us were expecting full back compatibility, like just complete, you know, at least with PS4, like even in boost maybe. I think I think that was one thing that definitely caught people the most by surprise, and I'm seeing the most confusion on online. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of people confused about it. Yeah, I th- and I think even so much so that I think by the – by the time this podcast goes up, they'll probably have a, an amendum or like update <laughs> on update type of thing for it because yeah. that definitely needs clarification big time. Overall, though, what I read you sounds pretty cool. Are yeah. you are you going to pick it up day one now? Are you more <laughs> interested in a console that is faster because it's, it's clear as day that the PlayStation is going to be a faster machine, or are you mm-hmm. are you leaning towards well, I want my games to just look as great as they can be. What were, mm. were you leaning on? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question. I think for me, part of it still is going to be kind of like what I feel like a lot of us are feeling like I need to see games. Yeah. I, I need to actually see the differences between these games on both systems. Cause as much as we've found out about the tech of the PS five and the Xbox, we just still have not seen enough games i need to see the differences see the differences in load times between them see the you know maybe graphics differences i i uh i think it's time we need to start actually seeing some games yeah i've in my next question to you because like as much as i was i i was not to say again i'm not here to give give also my uh phil spencer an ego boost as much as <laughs> they've been on point with messaging and i've i've been on board with it i, I like what i'm hearing from them i also go yeah you're loading state of decay like yeah. show me show me show me halo infinite right like yeah, show me that's a game what we need of, to see. yeah that's show me a game that i've never seen before like saying that that oh gears of war has been not even optimized looks this great well i would think so it's it's mm-hmm. an older game running on newer tech. That doesn't impress me much. It's just, it's that, that should just be a thing that happens. But um, yeah, yeah, I think the games are going to speak for themselves. And I, yep. I do think that at the end of the day, that's, it's, 
I, I, I think it's like the Triforce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to, to quote a company that doesn't understand a lot of this. Um, it's about messaging. It's about the mm-hmm. games, the content, mm-hmm. uh, the services. And then it comes down to, and that's rolled up into one. Uh, <laughs> and then it comes down to mm-hmm. power at the end of the day. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm on the camp of like, I can't play The Last of Us Part Three exactly <laughs> on 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 a Series X. I can't play Horizon Two on the Series X. I can't mm-hmm. play Uncharted Five on Series X. I'm on PlayStation. Yeah, that's the ace in the hole for Sony. Yeah. It is regardless of how you know this is being the reception right now. They have those major first party exclusives just waiting in the wings. Like like as upset as people are gonna be with them. I think once that we see that Horizon Zero Dawn 2, once we see that next God of War, I think the excitement's going to just shoot straight back up again. Yeah. Uh, then but people but are they like, do need cares? to show it. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to be like, it's about games, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's where, to me, I always get a lot of shit from Xbox people here. This is where I get back to being a PlayStation podcast, y'all. Where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's cute that they bought 15, 16 studios, but like, what are they doing? Because Grounded is scaring me. Bleeding Edge is not good, uh, at least from my experiences. Don't want to be that blunt, but like, not not a fan of them. Better language. Um, like their their IP that they've shown me, Hellblade looks great, Halo looks great, but then these mm. other like, oh, we're just throwing this out there to throw it out there. Like, I don't want that. I don't want a game that mm. you're like, well, it was almost done, so we'll just finish it. Bleeding Edge, mm. you know, like I don't want that. No, I want a game that you're like, yeah, it was almost done. It was an awesome vision. We're going to nail this. You know, like, mm. that's what I want from them. You can't just buy 15 studios if all, all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm waving a green flag around saying it's over. <laughs> it's Xbox has something to prove. And again, that wild card, Lockhart, whatever yeah. specs that is, whatever it is, whatever the price of that console is, shows that maybe the Series X, that Achilles heel is maybe the price. Yeah, Yeah, Lockhart's a major wild card. We basically know almost nothing about it other than like a few rumors about maybe the power range, which isn't any kind of confirmed. It's just a few rumors. And uh, that's like about it. Microsoft themselves haven't said anything about it. Um, I'm interested to see what's going on with that. I have my own personal little theories. I think it might be delayed. I don't know. I'm wondering if Series X is the only console launching this holiday and Lockhart's later. Um, I'm kind of wondering that just because we've heard nothing about it. Um, but, but you never know. It's it, it, that is a major wild card because, because series X could be very expensive. Um, now seeing where PS five is and knowing that Xbox, you know, is more powerful. That's going to come with a price. I'd be shocked if they come in at the same price tag. Yeah. So, uh, and again, not right written in stone, but where you're at right now, where do you, where is your feeling at where the prices are going to sit? As a complete guess, I think the PS5 is probably going to be around 450. If Sony decides to take a hit, I think it's theoretically possible they could come to 399 with them having, you know, a, a, a less powerful GPU Xbox. I don't see how it's less than 500 bucks. Yeah, at this you point, know, I'm right there with you. They, yeah, I don't see how Series X. Yeah, I don't see how it could be under 500. Yeah. I would be, I would be shocked if Microsoft comes out and they say it's less than 500. I will be shocked. Yeah, if they say it's 399, I'm like, holy shit, this is the achievement <laughs> yeah. hall where dreams are empowered or whatever. I'm right. wondering how they did that. They announced something yeah. like that because it looks like a $500 machine. It looks like it. And like I was talking to uh, our good friend Luke Lore over the Xbox expansion pass. He's just like, honestly, for what I've heard as well, like I wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe $599. Like of what he's seen yeah. so far, not like anything he's heard. But like, right, right. That it's, it seems like a very premium purchase. Um, yes. And so, like, at the end of the day, I think the, the what I've seen. I think Sony's trying to uh, argue why it should be the same price, but I don't think it should be the same price as the Xbox Series X. I do. Uh, think, I think that's a mistake if it is. Yeah, I do think it, it is as well because they're just going to play po- power and teraflops, and whether that is the yeah. whole conversation or not, that's what's going to be had, and the basic yes. consumer is going to see, oh, this is more powerful and it's the same price. I'm just going to go with this. Hundred percent. If they are the same price, expect Microsoft to be shouting from the rooftops mm-hmm. that they have the quote quote more powerful yeah. box. 
at oh, the same price. And God knows they're <laughs> gonna throw like game pa- like a, just a just a script of Game Pass. Like it's just like yeah, here, yeah. here, here. Yeah. Even if it's not a lot, even if PS5 is just fifty bucks cheaper, I think it helps. I just think they should not come in at the same price. I, I don't think so. Absolutely. Uh with that awesome conversation, huge conversation, <laughs> but Again, that's why I'm having you on. Let's get into <laughs> the next story. At the end of the day, mm. I'll just say this to end it. Not a good presentation. The tech that I saw, I dug. I don't yes. care that it's a little less powerful. If it's faster, it's going to give me bigger and more grandiose open world games. I'm all on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake won't be delayed, but Square Warren's physical copies might be hard to get. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc from... IGN, and he says the following. Uh, Square Enix has announced that while the launch of Final Fantasy VII Remake is still set for April 10th, those expecting physical copies of the game might not receive the game on the day of release. Announced on March 18th on Twitter, Square said that due to the... physical (laughs) copies of the game might not arrive on time. And this is their quote. The worldwide release of Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th, it will go ahead. However, for the, within the foreseeable changes with distribution and retail landscape, which carries across countries, it's increasingly likely that some of you will not get a hold of the copy of the game on release date. Amazon Video Games also tweeted the following 13 hours before uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake announcement. Some of our customers may have received a message that states that the release date has changed for Final Fantasy VII Remake. The release date is still stated for April 10th, 2020. And then, to further on this huge, (laughs) ever-evolving a worldwide mm. fiasco, GameStop cancels midnight release events for Animal Crossing and Doom. This comes from Ian Walker from Kotaku, and he states the following. GameStop will be canceling midnight release events for those uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal for the foreseeable future and shutting down demo stations on their stores, according to an internal memo sent to employees this morning and obtained by Kotaku. And it states the following. Until further notice, late night launch events are suspended the memo reads to maintain the health and safety of our guests and associates it's the best that we avoid situations where a large number of guests gather indoors or standing in line gamestop have also asked stores to shut down demo oh i look at me dyslexia strikes again <laughs> i copied it twice with that so okay clear as day GameStop's not doing any more midnight releases for anything, it seems. Uh, It also states as well, later down in that article, no more than 10 customers in a store at a time. Um, They also met with criticism of how they were sanitizing and how some employees did not feel safe working there amidst what's Uh happening. And then seeing Final Fantasy VII kind of, sort of, maybe delayed for physical owners. Uh, Benji, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you see, and how do you see... Impact the industry, like yes. From from, do we are we predicting delays? Are we mm. predicting more things like this? And do you think that this is going to negatively hurt GameStop? Maybe even quicken the death of of it. Yeah. So so a lot of interesting stuff to talk about there. Um, I've been warning people on my Twitter now for a couple of weeks that they need to get ready for for possible physical game delays. Like you said, digital. Uh, like with Final Fantasy, it's not as big of a deal because people can access digital. But with the, all the interruptions that are going on with, with shipping and, and we just had Amazon recently announced like they're, they're focusing on medical and, and high demand items in their warehouses, you know, which is going to possibly impact the amount of inventory they have for games. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be an evolving and an issue for not just Final Fantasy. I do suspect moving forward, physical games, you might see some games hitting later than digital. I would not be shocked at all to see that. Do you think that um, they're going to hold back some releases? Like, let's just say The Last of Us has been delayed too many times. You can't take <laughs> another one. Do we see them delaying it so that, you know, Sony gets a bigger hit or a bigger boost in profits because they want that physical there as well? Or do you mm. think they're like stockholders? You got to understand it's a goddamn <laughs> pandemic. Like, I, th- I think games that are really close stuff like resident evil, um, final fantasy, 
I, I think Last of Us is close enough that it's probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. What I would be more worried about right now are games like Ghost of Tsushima, um, Cyberpunk, games that are a little bit further off because as like studios are shifting um, to developing, you know, from home, they're they're mm-hmm. moving out of studio and they're doing that's going to disrupt the workflow at least for a little bit. You know, it very well could get right back to where they were. But just like anything in, you know, any kind of group project, if it's disrupted in any way, it's going to cause a little bit of slowdown. Mm-hmm. So I think games that are still heavy in development could get hurt by this because it, you know you're you might be losing some valuable development time right now as things are shifting um so i'm not too worried about games that are probably in the next eight or so weeks i think those are okay i'm a little bit more worried for those games that are you know maybe like three months or so out i think those are the ones maybe in a little bit more trouble of like a full-on delay right and do you like for I think Last of Us, yeah, you could say that it's so close of going gold at this point because usually it's like a month out when they go gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably only have about a month of work left on yeah. that game. They're probably pretty close. So, like, when it comes to like Ghost of Tsushima, do you think it's like another like month ish delay if if that's the case, or you think it's a little bit more? I, I I think if we see any games get delays, they won't be huge. Like you said, probably like a month or, or something like that. Maybe just from the, the development pipeline getting interrupted a little bit. Um, I don't expect like huge delays, like a six-month push-off. But yeah, I think you might see some games move a couple weeks or, or a month or so. I think it's possible. And from like the GameStop perspective, force, that, mm. this kind of forces yeah, – Co-host Kyle, again, get better, my man. Um, he loves his physical. I love my physical. You know, I'm a broke mm, kid, yeah. man. Give me that $1,000 check. <laughs> uh, like, I love physical because I get to trade it in, right? Like, Yes, I still do too. Oh, thank God. We're right there. Yep. We're, we're like soul brothers right now. Like, we're, 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 we're trading brothers. But like, that that's the thing for me is is like I like I like the fact that once I'm done with a Doom Eternal, I get to keep the steel book and I sell the game and I and I yes. win like that. Like to me, it's it it's I still see the positive and physical, so I keep buying them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you think though this might you know people get a taste and now they're addicted type of thing? <laughs> I definitely think in the short term. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's another thing I've been tweeting about regularly. I think. I think in the next you know two three months you're going to see really giant digital splits for games mm-hmm. because I think so many people are a either already you know in quarantine in lockdown or b if you're in an area that isn't fully like that yet a lot of people are still avoiding large public places you know they might grab their essential groceries but they're not out you know just kind of browsing and shopping so mm-hmm. I do think games like Resident Evil and Final Fantasy I think you're going to see really high digital margins like i think you might see not even joking 70 percent or more digital splits on these games i think it's entirely possible yeah i I even think Um, more than 70 i really yeah it could yeah it could be 80 90 who knows 80 like Um, safe bet for me yeah Um, yeah i don't know if it'll like have a permanent effect you know i don't know if like permanently we'll see this massive quick shift but i think in the short term as so many people are are playing it safe right now. Yeah, I think yeah. digital is going to spike really high. Yeah. And it's still crazy how, you know, Xbox and PlayStation are like, yeah, we're still holiday. Let's do this. You yeah, know? they're still committed. Get, they're get still saying masks. they're going to make it. <laughs> get your mask, get your gloves, <laughs> do what you have to. It's going to be division yeah. out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. The last major story, and let's, we'll get through this pretty quick. Uh, PlayStation is reportedly looking to buy Metal Gear Solid. Hold on to your pants mm. on this one. <laughs> and Silent Hill licenses from Konami. This comes from Alex Avard from Games Radar. The news follows previous reports that two new Silent Hill projects are in the works for PlayStation 5 and that Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid creator uh, Kojima is involved in helping revive the dormant uh, survival horror franchise. Years after the original reboot at Konami, Silent Hills was canceled. That's a weird way of writing that. Maybe my dyslexia (laughs) kicked in. Who knows? The latest gossip... That wasn't him. That was me. The latest gossip... You're doing great. Thank you so much. (laughs) The latest gossip comes via noted uh, Konami leaker Jack of All Controllers. Almost read that entirely wrong. Drawing from both (laughs) their own sources and online murmurs to suggest that Sony is looking to develop a PlayStation uh, games based on Castlevania, uh, Metal Gear Solid, and Silent Hill slash, uh, oh, sorry, 
I, I thought PT, dyslexia, IP. <laughs> the info states that should Konami be interested in making in the sale, Kojima's independent studio could then be brought aboard to help PlayStation revive Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and presumably uh, for upcoming next-gen consoles. That said, Konami has already confirmed it's looking at avenues to uh, revitalize Silent Hill, and while a number of cryptic teases for Kojima Productions team and former Silent Hill devs do suggest that something is going on behind the scenes. Benji, Mm. do you smell bullshit? (laughs) I would say partial yes and partial no. Okay. I think I think Silent Hill is real. I do think it's happening. Uh, There's just too many rumors. Um, Usually when you get it coming from multiple places, that means there's, there's some fire to the smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's exactly as being reported here, but I do think a big Silent Hill project's happening right now. There's just too much with that. I think. Yeah. I, I think, (sighs) but metal gear in Castlevania, I don't know about that. And I also I also, it's hard for me to believe that Sony's trying to buy those IPs. I could see Sony just licensing Silent Hill, like one game, and as a license. That's what I'm you thinking. Know, I, yeah. yeah, like they did with Spider Man. You know, they didn't buy Spider Man. You know, yeah. it was a license deal with Marvel. Yeah. I could see them, you know, doing Silent Hill. It's hard for me to believe, though, that they're going out and actually trying to buy Castlevania, Metal Gear, and all that. That yeah. to me seems to me, then they're hard to like, believe. Hey, let, let's just buy your game division. Right. That's kind of like, that's your three most, you know, prevalent or or three of the most prevalent IPs that you got. Konami haven't been using them. How much for this blank check do you want for it? Um, Yeah, I don't I don't feel that Metal Gear is Metal Gear gear is real. I do think Silent Hills is real. Yes, I agree with you. I do think it's just going to be called PT. Ooh, interesting. I (laughs) that's what I would want. I honest to God, that's how. I wanted to come full circle. I want Coach oh, to stay in the sun. On a personal level, I hope this is true so much. Yeah. I, I, a, I love the horror genre and games. It's one of my favorite genres. Same. And B, like, PT blew my mind when I played it. I, I loved it. Oh, my um, God. So yeah. <laughs> for me, it's a dream come true if it's true. Um, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit more willing to believe the rumor. Yeah. And for <laughs> me, like, uh, seeing... I remember playing that with my friend Ash and he would flip out playing PT. (laughs) Like it was way too much for him and seeing just what Kojima could do with a demo of something scary. I know it's just like seeing him with a a full game is something else. Also, here's a, here's a question for you. PT. Okay. Mm. We have this argument a while back (laughs) that I need you to settle the score here. PT is a game, right? Yeah, I think it is. Thank you. Would you think that it, when you're thinking about PlayStation 4's history, mm-hmm. do you think it should be somewhere in a top 10? Ooh, yeah, actually. This might sound crazy, but yes. Okay, where on that top 10 list? Oh, man, that is tough. I would put it in my top 10 favorite experiences, though, right. for sure, on, that I ever did on PlayStation. Like, cause you think a 7 it, or an 8? You think a 7 it, or an 8? It would... Ooh. I mean, it would be up there. Okay, it would be up there. Okay, I I mean, it might even make it might even make top five for me. Hear that? I'm a big horror buff, though. I'm a big horror buff. Hear that, Sean? (laughs) Hear how wrong you guys are? (laughs) These guys are like, no, it's a demo. It's not even a real game. I'm like, what? You could play it. It's an interactive experience. I think it almost classifies as a full game because it, like, it, it it. has a beginning-ish and an end-ish. And yes, it's like leading into something, but I think at the time, like even uh, Kojima was kind of hinting that the final game would be a lot different. Like it would have some of these aspects, mm-hmm. but be quite a different thing. Um, I'd classify it as a game. Why yeah. not? And, and and I think it's criminal that you can't download it. I yeah. think it's actually criminal. Honestly, like, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy to me. You can't download that. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, even if they want to put a price tag on it, yeah, it would be really crappy, but at least giving people the option to be able to get it. I mean, put the thing up for nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, I would I buy mean, it. Some, yeah, I, I mean, something. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to me. All right. I just want to, again, Kyle, you're wrong. 
Oh, so wrong. <laughs> With that, it comes to the last little bit of news, but because, again, horror aficionados here. Uh, Capcom mm. will launch Resident Evil 3's demo uh, this week. Actually, right now, download it. Uh, and that the Resistance beta drops on March 27th. Again, it's on all platforms, but you know where to play it. Where it goddamn was meant to be played. That's on PlayStation 4. Uh, yeah, I'll be playing this uh, Thursday and Friday since my Doom copy is going to be delayed. Oh, Where's your hype on this game? Uh, and you were talking about a few weeks back of this this being huge. Do you think yeah. it's still going to be gi- ginormous of a hit? Yes. Um, so personal hype level is really high. Resident Evil 2 Remake, my third favorite game last year. Same. Um, yeah, it was number three for me. What was what beat, um, it? What beat it? Uh, the two above it were Death Stranding, which I know is a controversial pick, but I loved it. I yeah. loved Death Stranding. Same. I loved the gameplay and, uh, and within the story, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, it was Death Stranding, and uh, oh man, control? I'm trying to remember what was the other. Yes, Control. Yes, that was those were the two, two I put above well. it. That was our top two. Yeah, 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 Death Stranding. Con- yeah, those two were tough for me to pick a number one between because I I really loved them both. Um, but Resident Evil 2 was right beneath those two for me. It was my third favorite. So, so excitement level is super high. Mm. Um, and in terms of like how well I think it's going to do, yeah, really, really good. You know, I was expecting when this game first got announced that it was going to take quite a, a hit in sales compared to 2 Remake. Um, just because like historically Resident Evil 2 has been like a higher selling game than Resident Evil 3. 3 just didn't sell as many copies as 2. So I kind of always felt like, all right, well, the third, you know, the remake of 3 is also going to probably sell a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um but it's tracking basically just as well as two did. Awesome. So, I mean, yeah, so it, it very well might launch just as big as Resident Evil 2 Remake, did, which Resident Evil 2 Remake's done great. You know, it's already sold over 5 million copies. So, um, yeah, Resident Evil 3 is tracking really, really well. Awesome. That's uh, For me, I know I'm a broken record, uh, but y- you don't know, so I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I I was too afraid of, of Resident Evil as a kid. I jumped mm-hmm. on the the game that that popped my my cherry was Dead Space, and oh, when, I know, dude, I one know. of my all time favorite games. And when and when people said in the chat with during the whole uh, the reveal thing, they're like, "Oh, Dead Space Four, Dead Space 4, They knew that oh, would get me. They knew the, that would the try to get me. The second that he showed that screenshot of Dead Space, I'm like, "Don't tease us like Don't. that." Don't you dare Ugh. play with my hopes like that. But like, and then they're like, oh, it's very much, you know, everybody told me very much inspired by Resident Evil. So when seven came out, I tried seven mm. out, loved it. And then mm. Resident Evil two uh, blew my freaking mind. Like Mr. Yes. X is insanely scary. Oh, I know. Those, and Nemesis looks even crazier. Yeah. And so I'm just like, <laughs> you can, like jump so fast and like go flying and stuff. It's crazy dude, looking. If the sickness doesn't get me, I think the heart attack <laughs> of this game will. Uh, with that, before we go, we didn't have a, uh, uh, Andrew House of Snail Mail. Again, airports are locked down. I couldn't go. I couldn't visit him. Couldn't tell him why he's dumb. Actually, no, I do have one. It's from Todd Oxford. But you know what? Before we get on to that, <clears throat> Benji, are you holding on to something? Just so huh? No. No? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Definitely. <laughs> Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest games onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games to list. So each host picks one game of their choosing and talks to you why they think they like it. I forget how this works. It's it kind of feels like six months ago since the last episode. You get the gist. My pick is MLB The Show 20 is what baseball dreams are made of. Unless you're Astro, uh, then it's just cheating. Anyway, with new <laughs> ways of play, greater customization, and more exciting new paths to rake in rewards, this is the biggest show ever. The Show 20 is your ticket to play America's pastime your way. That was incredible. Thank you. <laughs> there is no way I can ever compete or follow up that. Yeah. That, that was amazing. So you get why when I, before the show, I'm like, people love it. And if I do it, they get upset. Oh yeah. Okay. That was like professional grade trailer voice right there. <laughs> my goodness. You could narrate some epic trailers with that. Yeah, my God, I got a wish. I got a <laughs> Southern action for days. Anyway, what's your pick say? <laughs> All right. So mine's going to be an obvious 
for me, it's Doom Eternal. Mm -hmm. Hell's armies have invaded Earth, become the Slayer in an epic single-player campaign to stop the final destruction of humanity. Also includes Battle Mode, a new 2 versus one multiplayer experience in which a fully armed Doom Slayer faces off against two player-controlled demons in a best-of-five round match of intense first person combat i am hyped for doom i is it weird how we're in a dystopian <laughs> society at this point in time and we want to escape via a dystopian society <laughs> <laughs> no kidding our form of escape is hell on- <laughs> our form of escape is hell on earth that is you know what that is the sub- subtitle of this of this episode uh, with that, yeah, my hype is through the roof. I got to play this at PAX East. Ooh, I'm jealous. I heard it was awesome. Dude, the it demo. was my game of the show. Yeah, wow. So I don't want to overhype you, but yeah. I got it framed and everything. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I'm I'm pumped. And with that, this comes Andrew House's snail mail. Now, you might say, Benji, oh, Andrew House doesn't work at Sony anymore. Well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes I tip-tap-toe. My way over to Great Britain, I say jolly o England, I take his mail, I read it out for everybody. Todd Ostra, Ostra writes in, let me get it out here before I forget, because he tweeted at me, and now I'm going to do a dance to buy me some time. <laughs> Should have had this prepared before. Ah, there it is. <clears throat> Todd Ostra writes in, like you can too, via the Bad Bit Discord or via PS Trophy Room on Twitter, and he writes... Is it time to bring back Kevin Butler? That PS5 mm-hmm. reveal was like a physics class. Who <laughs> should they make as their hype man? Ooh. Who should it be? Who should it be, Benji? Man, that is an interesting question, right? Yeah. Man, I miss Kevin Butler. I don't know about you, but I yeah. I thought he was hilarious. I, I was th- a fan of the whole Kevin Butler gimmick. So are we bringing him back? <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun. I would love to see. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to, Damn. but I'll tell you what, even if they did it as a one-off, like out of nowhere, if they just dropped a Kevin Butler ad, the internet would go crazy. Yeah. Like it yeah. would blow up. They would totally so, uh, forget about, you know, Mark Cerny <laughs> collecting years and he would be, we would be like, cause I, I could picture it right now. Them just be like, you know, it, it kind of like Kevin Butler's like a day away from like retirement. And they're like, we, we're bringing you back. Why? The PlayStation 5 reveal. He puts on his sunglasses and Woodbreaker yeah. and goes out there, you know, Miami Vice yeah. style. <laughs> it was a good question, though, because yeah. like when you think about it, a lot of Sony's like current, you know, top people aren't exactly the most hype man type. Right. You know, yeah. you got Jim Ryan, who's very serious low-key a lot of the times uh cerny who has an amazing voice but he's very calm yeah uh they don't really have that person that goes out and gets you excited i feel like sean Layden was a nice mix where he could be serious but at times he was like friendly with fans and could get you a little excited they don't really have that personality there i think like that's the closest is shoe yeah shoe's definitely the closest but again because Um, his english isn't well yeah, it's hard for me to picture him like hosting like a big event yeah. just because, like you said, he he can definitely speak some English, but he's not like you know ultra fluent. Right. Um, so because I think if they just had yeah. him in the back and he's just smiling, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Shu. How can you not tussle his little hair? Like that's like he see like Shu is the the I think um what PlayStation's what PlayStation fans look at as the ultimate fan, because you could tell that man loves his job. He loves what he yes, does. Truly. Yeah. yeah. And he loves games. He truly loves games. Yeah. I think Herman Hulse is that person. And I, think, I love Herman Hulse. Yeah. I think he, I think he gets developers the way that a Phil Spencer does. And I yes. think he can talk to people as well. I think the interview uh, on the X, uh, Jesus Christ, the PlayStation <laughs> blog, speaks volumes to that of how eloquent he is i think he's gonna be fantastic for them i've been a fan of herman way back even during you know the a lot of the earlier gorilla days he's always been incredibly well spoken and uh just comes across as like a really smart guy you know i know that might sound kind of weird you know like all these people are smart they're high-ranking businessmen but like He's so uh, thoughtful, I feel like. A lot of times you see him in his interviews, he, he comes across as really thoughtful. I think he's going to be a really, really good thing for Sony. Awesome. I just wonder uh, 
I wonder if he can be the hype guy. You know, they mm. used to have like Adam Boys and Geo. You know, they were fun. They were big personalities. Mm. Um, so yeah, that is that was an interesting question about yeah. the Kevin Butler hype. <laughs> yeah, let's get it hype. And with that, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if we kept you. I kept you, um, Benji. Before we go, where can people find you? Pimp out that YouTube channel of yours and all that goodness. Yeah. So the the number one way to get a hold. The, the place I'm definitely the most active is on Twitter at Benji Sales. Um, that is where I I'm posting all the time. You know, multiple times a day usually. Um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. But also, I do have a YouTube channel, which is the same. It's just Benji Sales over on YouTube. Um, the main thing I do there is a thing called a live chat. I try to do that once, maybe twice a week, where where I get in and, and I you know chat with anyone that's in the chat. We talk about game sales, business, the industry. It's all live, um, and I have a lot of fun doing that. So if you ever want to talk to me in real time, there, you know, YouTube Benji Sales is the way to do it. There you go, gang. In the description below. It's all the information you need to contact Benji, get all that goodness. Again, your YouTube channel is fantastic. I lurk in it all the time. Uh, Thank you. Such a pleasure of having you on the show. This was a fantastic show. Thank you so much. I had a blast. You're you're a great host. Seriously. Thank you. You really are. People keep telling me that, and I keep on saying, yeah, you're lying. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. You you make it a lot of fun. Thank you so much. With that, gang, that's been the Trophy Room. Again, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. There's no bounty board this week, uh, but I ironically shout out to our good friend kevin butler that's actually is i'm not even kidding you i'm not even kidding you kevin butler gave us a five-star review thank you so much kevin amazing no way yep yep i'm not kidding you and his his tag is the real kevin butler i'm i wish i was lying if i'm lying i'm dying as a great man once said and with all that said and with all that out of the way everybody keep hunting and keep playing playstation <laughs>